welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we are uh, we're live. It's starting right away. So thanks for jumping on a little bit early. And of course. Uh, of course. And so first of all, Ian Gately. Episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. All right. So uh, tell us, Ian, where are you? Uh, I'm in Greensboro, North Carolina today. Where are you sitting? Uh, I am in New Boston, New Hampshire, uh, a small little town out in New Hampshire. So kind of out in the middle of nowhere. So okay, not not the biggest place in the world. And so before we get in, I give everybody a little bit. I'm Jacob Dahlin with the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. And we are, uh, um, what I thought we'd talk about today is, uh, so Ian, who's a U.S. player who plays uh, in the Swedish hockey system. So I thought it'd be a, great to be able to talk about your experience playing juniors in the U.S. and then moving over playing um, for fall shipping, I believe it is, the Blue, yep. the blue Raiders. The, the Blue, I, I think it's Blue Riders. I really don't, I don't really know, to be honest. I think yeah, it's yeah, Blue yeah. Riders, so I yeah. usually just say that. <laughs> But what I thought would be fun is us talking about how in the world you ended up there. And I know I looked you up on, on Elite Prospects and saw that you played NA3 here in the U.S. And, and, and give us a little bit of a kind of your journey over there. But let's, let's uh, why, why, before we do that, why don't you introduce yourself and give us a little bit of background of who you are and um, what in the world are you doing in New Hampshire? Yeah, so uh, as you said, I'm Ian Gately. I'm 24, and you know I've been playing hockey pretty much all my life, and uh, pretty much been all local through junior. Played high school, then obviously on to juniors, and then found my way to get over to get over to Europe, and ended up in Sweden, and uh, kind of just been there ever since. But you know, usually coming home for the summers. Um, so so right now I'm back at home, but been spending pretty much most of the last five years uh overseas at least for the the winter months okay so um what youth organization did you play in in new hampshire so growing up uh i actually played actually i was in salem uh i mean early on i played down in nashua tingsboro it's kind of right on the border um with uh was it the nashua panthers and all that and then uh, from there, I moved on to Top Gun, which was in uh, which was in Salem, New Hampshire. And um, pretty much from there, I just went on to high school hockey, and then just found a uh, you know a half season team, a travel team to play for. You know the I think it was the, the Manchester Flames, something like that. Um, so I kind of did that for a couple of years. I never really took it you know all that seriously until probably like junior senior year of high school. When I started kind of you know looking at looking into options for what I want to do after high school. I never really thought about juniors until, uh, you know, really talking to teams until my senior year. So I was kind of late to the late to the program, I guess, was trying to get into that. And um, then pretty much after that, I was just looking around and, you know, I, I really wasn't even talking to that many teams. And I just saw a team pop up that, uh, you know, they were looking for a guy to skate over the summer and then, you know, kind of do like a tryout just as like a scrimmage. And I went to one of those and, two days later I was signed with them for the next year. So it was kind of just a bang, bang, not really looking into anything too seriously. And then 
on a team just like that. And the rest is history, I guess. And, kinda... and that was the team in Sweden? No, that was, oh, that, was uh, a, that was a junior team. Yeah, that was the New England Stars. So yeah, okay. it was uh yeah, I was I was already done with high school, I think, or maybe like just at the end of the actual school year. Um, you know, I was looking into colleges where I was gonna go. I was deciding at what school I was just gonna go study at. And uh I reached out to a team, um, the New England Stars and talked to Dan Fontis and you know, I skate with them and you now he's like, We have a spot for you if you wanna play next year and just kinda like that, you know, I didn't know exactly where I want to go to school, what I want to study. And I was like, yeah, you know, originally I was even just going to play, you know, a year or two of that and then just go play club somewhere. And you know, I just kept playing. Uh, I think I played three seasons with the stars. And then, um, you know, the last year going into my last year of junior, I, I don't know what it was. You know, I don't really don't know what kind of made me want to, but I, I really wanted to go over to Europe and play. And, you know, it was, it was weird. It's a long story of how I ended up getting to a team. I, uh, I actually tried to go through an agent at first because I feel like, I mean, I'm sure there are people who went over. I knew there were some Americans and Canadians that were playing over in Sweden. I was looking around just all the prospects going through all the countries, all the teams, who was taking in imports. And I was, I was just looking and Sweden seemed to be a big one. And, um, I was just emailing a couple of teams and not hearing anything back. And I was a little uh, discouraged by that, I guess, at the beginning. And then, cause this is kind of before the agents, I feel like there's either, I didn't know about the agents or there just wasn't as many as there are now. Uh, I feel like I, I, at least like I see on Facebook and all that. And like, people are reaching out. Everyone has an agent that kind of goes over. And um, I talked to a couple of guys that were over in Sweden and uh, kind of asking like how they got over there, how I wanted to go over there. And um, a couple of people, you know, a couple of different names got shot around. I even I talked to a couple and um, they thought, you know, division three would be better for me. And, well, pretty much it would be the easiest for them to get me over there. And uh, I ended up talking to one guy and, you know, what a story with him. And, uh, so I, I reached out to him, you know, he, he's like, yeah, perfect. You know, I, you know, I can get you a team really easily. It won't be an issue at all. So I was like, all right, perfect. Um, sounds good. And we kind of made an agreement of like how, you know, compensation and all that for, you know, what it would include, like the team, you know, his fee and then everything else. So signed on with him, I guess you want to call it signed on with him. And um, so I guess it was kind of a, you know, deposit until you know he got me a team said he got me a team all that and uh well i was actually after like you know a month and a half two months of waiting i you know obviously staying in contact with him probably you know once a week or so and just kept saying nope nothing yet nothing yet um and then he started saying he had a team wouldn't uh <laughs> wouldn't tell me who it was and i was getting a little nervous i heard some mixed reviews of him so i was i was like all right you know i have some faith and he's like yeah we got your team book your flights um i asked him where i you know i didn't know anything about travel never really traveled by myself <laughs> and he's like yep go to you know book it for stockholm this day uh so we'll be there to come pick you up and i was like all right perfect uh what's the team name you know i just want to kind of look into them see where i'm going to be living and he's like ah uh, you know i you know i can't say that just yet i was like you know it didn't really make any sense to me so it just he kept doing that week after week i you know i was asking you know, what team is it what team is it and then finally he sent me a contract uh for some division three team. And, you know, we talked previously uh, how I wanted to play junior out there. Cause I wanted to, you know, originally 
end up playing there for a year and then come back and, you know, hopefully play college. So I didn't know if that was going to have any, you know, effect on if I could play in college, I was playing in division three. So he's like, yeah, junior team, that's perfect. We can do that. And um, so he sent me a contract for a division three team. And at first I was like, well, I said, it, you know, I want to do junior. He said it was impossible uh, with who we talked to. And, uh, you know, I was fine. Like, all right, whatever, it'll be okay. He said it'd be okay with, you know, trying to play college after. And uh, so then the, you know, I had obviously the team on the contract. So I emailed the team, just introducing myself, wanted to reach out and uh, kind of just see how everything was going over there. And the team emails me back later that week and says, we have no idea who you are. Uh, sorry about the miscommunication. I, you know, I had no idea what was going on. I talked to the agent again. And uh, he kind of just gave me the ring around. He's like, oh, well, you know, we haven't actually, you know, put you on the team yet. So they don't exactly know. And I just, I gave up hope. And I told him, I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, I want my money back. And after all that debacle, he ended up getting a little bit out of me. But I was clear with him. And I already had the book, the, the flight booked. I was supposed to leave in, you know, month and a half, two months. And I was, you know, hosed out of a flight, I thought. And I think I went through, I like, I'm not kidding one bit when I say I think I emailed every single division, uh, every single junior team over there, every single team and uh, and all of the leagues, you know, well, maybe not super elite, but in all the elite leagues, all the division one, all the J20 division two teams, all of them. And uh, I got actually got two emails back, I think, total. Oh, I mean, maybe not total. I maybe got five back. Three were just sorry. You know, good luck. I told them the whole situation. I already had flights booked and everything. I was ready to go. And uh, there's a team down in Stockholm, uh, you know, they were interested, but he's like, you know, we don't really have anywhere to house you. It's a little different how, you know, there's no billet families here. It's an apartment kind of thing. And uh, luckily, you know, up north in Budin, the guy, he emails me back. He, he was actually Canadian. Uh, he manages like the, the division one team and the junior team. And he got back to me. He's like, sounds good. If you want to sign, you know, we'll take you on. And uh, so just like that, I, you know, I ended up after all that, I ended up finding the team last second and uh, finally made my way over there. And then it's been uh, an easier process since, but that initial first, you know, that first team was the hardest to get. And then since then it hasn't been too difficult. All right. So that was 2017, 18. I've got elite prospects up here on my other yep. uh, J20 elite, 19 games, 17 points, not too shabby. Yeah, no, it was a a good year, I think. But the big question, though, is for those who don't know where Buden is, it is not necessarily Stockholm. No, it is far from Stockholm. It is. So tell the world, where in the world is Buden, Sweden? So that is a, uh, I I guess you could, they said it was a small town. Again, I come from a small town, so it seems a little bit bigger for me. Um probably like 15,000, 20,000 people. And this probably another couple hours. Yeah. 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 We went down and played there. So yeah, I can't remember exactly how far, but yeah, it was definitely South from us. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, look there, there, that's some good hockey up there. I mean, you're not too far away from Örnkrelsvik. I mean, not close, but you have Lulio, Örnkrelsvik, you have Piteo, um, Timro is up there. A lot of hockey players that are in that in that municipality or that region j20 elite in Boden is still a really good league 
so you you have to did did you realize really quick that that was you you must have felt pretty pretty good about getting there once you got there yeah I definitely did and it was uh I guess kind of a shock because I, I was kind of unaware of how good it was going to be um you know I thought you know I, I knew it was like the second tier down um and you know I guess I wasn't too aware of the you know how good each level was there and uh I think I learned pretty quick at our first practice at uh how good it was <laughs> how good it was actually going to be and um yeah well, I mean it was... so J20 elite which is the at that time that's the highest level it's just that, that it's divided into different regions um of course now they changed the name of it from elite to region <laughs> oh okay okay yeah I, I wasn't I haven't been too aware of uh the change in the the j20 at least yeah uh, they they just changed the name of it away from elite i guess the swedish hockey federation felt that it was too uh that's not swedish you don't want to yeah. <laughs> it's you want to be what's called log on yeah oh, not yeah. too hot oh, yeah. not too too cold just right and yeah. <laughs> um, and uh it was too um so they called it. So now it's region, and um, and then of course after the turn of the, you know from from uh, the fall season, it it goes in the best of the J twenty elite moves into J twenty national yep. for the national championship. So how did so um, so did you end up going there as a through an agent eventually or did. You, no, it was just all, uh, I guess, all me. Um, again, you know, I tried with the agent. He got me nowhere. And so I, again, you know, like I said, I, I sent out 300 emails probably in that two-week span trying to find a team. And uh, he was, a, as I said, you know, a Canadian guy. So it was really easy to, you know, talk with him and him get me over there. And, uh, you know, they had a bunch of imports as well. So that process was pretty smooth. They had apartments all ready to go and, uh, just kind of signed on with him and, you know, kind of did everything between just me and him and no middleman. So it was uh, probably a little bit easier. So how old were you at this time? So you're, you're 20, right? Yeah, I think I was, yeah, I think I turned 20 just before I went there. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at the, at the, that year on on elite prospects yep so that is a little unique the amount of imports that was on that team one guy two three a three, lot three fins um and a couple of russian kids uh yeah you were the only american that's for sure yeah yeah it was it was really uh a really unique situation you know it was I thought I was going there and you know I was going to be around Swedes and I found myself around a bunch of other Europeans you know we had you know in our apartment alone we had uh the Polish kid who he grew up in America for a couple of years so he his English was really good he was um he was a good friend of mine and then we had a Canadian uh, we had an Austrian, a Slovak, we had a Hungarian in our apartment for a little bit. And then outside of our apartment, we had the Russians, the Latvians. And, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. There really almost wasn't that many Swedish guys on the team. Uh, <laughs> the manager was Canadian. It was, I mean, it, it was really a, 
cool experience and uh and all that but it was yeah it was definitely weird going to sweden and not having many swedish guys on the team so who um uh so how did so you flew into stockholm or did you fly in up because it's so far north yeah so i i, I went to stockholm first and then i flew to Luleå okay. up north and uh then i got picked up from there so it was kind of you know two or three leg like, i think i stopped in iceland on the way so it's a long day of travel <laughs> all right and and you brought with you your hockey bag sticks yeah hockey bag sticks and a suitcase and two pairs two pairs of underwear and you're good yeah. to go, right? <laughs> yeah basically yeah, i did not bring too much but uh it was enough i think okay and then what so you're 20 what does your parents think about this adventure they weren't it was it was unique because you know they're the traditional you know we want you to 18 out of high school go to uh go to college and get a safe and secure job exactly that's what that's where they wanted me to go so they were already has hesitant with with junior high, just playing juniors and uh they told me they're like you know we'll support you emotionally basically but <laughs> if you want to play you got to pay for it so i've been always scrapping my way to try to come up with that <laughs> try to come up with enough money to play and then i told my like i was like yeah you know I'll, this is what i had talking with the agent i was like yeah you know he found me a team i'm going out there and uh you know they thought it was, at that point you know they're like all right you know that's okay that's going to be worth it they didn't know how much you know playing juniors was worth it but you know at least get them to travel and go out there and play there they were pretty supportive about that so that was it was a shock to them they didn't really understand it but uh they ended up coming around on it all right so you end up now you're in your apartment you have a team yeah walk us walk us through the first few days in Budin. It was, uh, what, it was first first of all, what time of the year was this? August? Yeah, it was uh I, I think yeah, I think it was the last week of August. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, I think it was the last week, second last week of August. So it was still, you know, relatively warm, still sunny as, <laughs> as it'll get to. <laughs> so there's still some sunlight. And uh but yeah, I got there. I the first time I've always lived at home playing junior I was local. So I, you know, just drive to practice from home. And uh, so the first time ever, you know, living away. And so I get there, all the other teammates are already there. So like the apartment's already full. Uh, but there was, <laughs> there was limited furniture, we'll say. And I go to my bedroom and uh, obviously got last pick on the bedroom. So I didn't get the biggest one and last pick on the furniture. So I had a mattress on the floor and a table <laughs> and that was that's all I had for for furniture to begin with so it was it was a bit of a shock getting there and then you know not really knowing much not knowing you know any of the roommates not I mean not knowing if they spoke English you know I didn't never met an Austrian before never met a Slovakian kid before and it was uh it was a shock but it, it was it wasn't too too bad I, I mean it wasn't wasn't anything crazy but no big deal. You just go to Walmart and pick up another bed, right? Right. Yeah. I wish it was that easy. And uh, obviously with, you know, paying my way to get there, I you know, didn't have the the biggest bank account to really pay for much. Um, it ended up getting better. You know, we had when the you know a Hungarian kid came and he came actually after me. Uh, so he had an even more limited selection of stuff. And uh he talked to some people and uh, it got to the management and 
a week later we had all new furniture for the whole apartment. So, so it ended up getting said, you know, I had, you know, I had a nice room, nice bed, you know, anything, everything I needed, the basics I had. So it was, uh, after that week, it was, it was pretty, pretty good. All right. But they supplied the, the, the apartment for you. You didn't have to pay rent. Uh, so yeah, I, I did end up having to pay rent and you know, it was, um, it's probably maybe where an agent kind of came in to maybe, I wouldn't say like negotiate stuff, but there was a lot of, I guess, discrepancy maybe, you know, with the team, what I thought I was paying for and what the team said I need to pay for. Cause I paid, you know, I paid up front. Oh, I thought I paid up front is basically what I thought. And I mean, it, you said the price, you know, the apartment, the team, I was like, you know, it's, half the price of what I'm paying in the U S I was like, perfect. Sounds good. So I, you know, I get there and he said there was like something else I was going to have to pay for like the insurance or something after I got there said it wouldn't be too much. And, um, so I get there and then he's basically, you know, saying, you know, I had to move this money to pay for that and this money to pay for that. And I get an invoice for like three grand. And I was like, I, you know, I, I didn't have the kind of money. And, uh, so yeah, it, you know, I had to, you know, I guess pay my way. I still ended up being, you know, relatively cheaper than back here, uh, especially with, you know, living away. But then again, you know, I had to pay for, you know, cook my own food, pay for my own food, all that. So that was a bit different. Uh, so yeah, I mean, ev really everything was different then. Yeah. You know, that I've been used to. <laughs> all right. So that first year then playing junior 20 elite, um, who was the most memorable player you played against? against uh any, any uh, future nhl stars that you uh well, i i actually meant to look into that because i really don't remember you know any individual standout players um i'm trying to think uh i really don't remember any names that i played against um I'm really, you know, I, I don't, I mean i'm sure there is uh, i'm sure yeah. there's i'll go back and look and there'll be guys you know playing in that shl maybe or something i mean there's some high talent players we were playing against i just really don't remember you know any individual player that was you know kind of standing out and then remember the name i i, I bet you if you, you know what i've seen is that those guys that are that are same age are already playing the best of the best are playing in Svenskan or yeah in shl but there may have been like a even a U16 or a U17 or a J18 exactly. player that was playing up that may have been playing in like Lulio or Sheleftio or Timro, Björklöven, yeah. one of those teams up there that has a uh, NIU uh, gymnasium um, academy up there. Yeah. And um, that was probably a prospect that, that, you know, moved For on. Sure. More. Yeah, I definitely remember that. I can't remember what team it was exactly, but we did play, uh, you know, a gymnasium team. I forget, you know, what team it was. I remember getting on the ice for a warm up, seeing the whole team in cages on the other team. I was, you know, I was like, you know, we have a good night tonight. And I think we probably lost eight to one that night. There wow. Were, <laughs> there were some, you know, high, high skill guys and uh, we couldn't keep up with it. I, you know, again, I don't remember any names, but, I'm sure there are majority of them are playing somewhere uh, pretty high right now. <laughs> yeah. This is what my assumption is at least. So the other guys, how many of the Swedes were already, we're still going to school of the, of your teammates there. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure every guy. Uh, I mean, there's a couple. I think when I got there, they had just graduated um, from the high school there. Yeah. Uh, and then they were just playing another year. And then we definitely we had some kids that were still in school on our team. Uh, I think the Hungarian kid, I think he he went to school there. I think he was like in the school. I think that's how he's how he was going there for a couple of years. Um, but I, I'm trying to think of how many. I think it was probably just a handful. I mean, given we didn't have a whole lot of Swedes to begin with. Yeah. Uh, but we definitely had some J team kids that would come up and play with us most games. Okay. Um, so they were obviously all still in school at that point. And how often did you practice? So for the imports, uh, we were on the ice almost one, at least once a day. And most time I'd say half the week, twice a day with um, like, we'd obviously have our team practices and then the imports would also play in the gymnasium. I yep. guess it is like the high school classes. Um, yeah. They'd have like a gym class. It was basically just a skill session. I think that was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we'd practice at 930 in the morning with them for an hour, hour and a half, um, and then go home. And then we'd come back and we'd have an off ice before every, you know, J20 practice. And then we'd have our J20 practice. And I, I think that was probably three or four times a week, depending on when our games were, if they were during the week. Uh, if they're on the weekend or if we didn't have a game, we'd probably be on four times a week uh, just for practice. And then obviously we had the three uh, gymnasium practices. So we were we were out there quite a bit. And how does that compare to the to the NA3 in in New Hampshire? It was I'd say uh, if we weren't going to the gymnasium practices, it's pretty much the same as um, more off ice training in uh up over in Sweden, I think, uh, no, at least with my NA3 team, we were twice a week off ice and uh, on ice four days. Uh, we had games Saturday, Sunday, so we'd be on. I think we usually got Tuesdays off, so Monday practice, Tuesday gym, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, on ice, and then another Thursday training um, off ice. So it was – Definitely a lot more training over in Sweden for me, at least. I mean, the other teams, I don't know if maybe they practice less, maybe they practice more, uh, depending on the availability of the kids too, because we had a lot of high school, not a lot, but we had some guys in high school. uh, So all our practices were at night. Um, I know some other teams that basically billeted the entire team and, you know, they could practice at 10 o'clock in the morning, but we didn't really have that kind of availability, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what, what about the other difference in terms of like your, how did you travel to the games? Uh, the buses and they were very nice buses. Uh, I don't know what it is about you. I don't know if they just don't spend the money, but we were on buses that were like 30 years old. You know, they were coach buses, but you know, you get on there and it's this seventies style, you know, colors, purple, green, blue. And then uh, I remember our first, uh, at least over up in Budin, we got to travel most of the time on the Division One teams bus, and uh, that was a nice Mercedes bus, had everything. It was nice. And then even if we didn't go on their bus, we were uh, we were on a nice, you know, either Volvo or Mercedes bus and seats reclined, outlets. It was nice. Oh, I was living the dream compared to back in the NA3 it was it was 
it was uh, a, a surprising shock, but yeah, it was nice. You're learning the, learning your new card games? No, we, we really didn't play too many games on the buses. Uh, it was pretty much just talking. I mean, everyone had a good time on the bus and not too many games, just just talking and having fun. It was, you know, a unique group of guys with, you know, the different backgrounds. So everyone, there's always something fun to talk about, another fun story, and uh, there's always something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And what about the food up there? um no no prejudice here but you probably had some reindeer i i don't think i ever ended up having too many you know swedish meals i guess um max burgers max yeah we definitely had a max burger i i still think uh uh what's the other i can't remember i think it was just max that we had there i still think the mcdonald's is better than max people over there love it i'm not a huge fan but uh trying to think of actual Swedish food that we had because again it was our whole apartment was just not Swedish so like you know guys are cooking whatever they're having and uh there was this one one spot we go to for lunch pretty much every day uh still probably my favorite food it's not a whole meal I don't I don't still don't know them it's like potato gratin I think okay like the potato creamy potatoes yeah. That was, I mean, I probably had that every day. We went to like a buffet place for lunch <laughs> every day. And I probably had that, not the healthiest food, but hey, it's best got, tasting food. <laughs> yeah, you get 3,000 calories in one serving. Right, yeah. So the equivalent here is potato au gratin, which yeah. is which has got green onions, potatoes, and pretty much cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not the healthiest, but, you know, probably needed the calories at that point with, you know, how much we were, we were working and, but it was, oh man, it was, I get a whole plate full of that every day. And that was, I know I put some other protein on it, but there was definitely a good serving of potatoes on there. That's for sure. That's good. That's good. All right. So you finish up Budin. Let's move on to, so now you're done. You're, you're aging out of, of juniors. Yep. Yeah. What made you so the plan you had the choice now? Let's go back to the US and go to college. Yeah. So um yeah, so you, I went then you go home and you say, I'm going back. Yeah, yeah. So I, I finished up uh I, I think I ended up leaving a little bit early in Budin. Uh just uh, I mean uh it's pretty much just with the you know the money situation with the uh the team. I mean they kept sending those invoices and I told my back can't afford it and it was at the end of the year so it was basically just we had a mutual uh I'll, we'll split up and i was talking to my coach back uh in the na3 and he said our season's still going if you want to come back and join us so uh i ended up finishing up the year uh in the na3 and that was probably the best year i had it was just i mean it, it seemed not you know necessarily easy but easier than what I was playing over in Sweden. So I had a, a good finishing year. Um, and, you know, I had, a, I mean, I, I didn't have a whole ton of college offers. Um, you know, there was uh, some, and it was, you know, I was doing, you know, I was talking to the coaches and all of that. Um, and, you know, they were over committing guys, that, you know, I, the big team pretty much from the, the stars. It's almost like a farm team to uh, one of the local colleges around here. And, um, you know, they were obviously had some friends on the, on the college team and, 
they said they were losing three guys, but they already, had already committed, you know, 12, 13, 14 guys. And I, you know, I didn't want to pay 30 grand to try out for a team for three spots. And, you know, I knew some of the guys that were already committed there and I knew it was going to be a battle and all that. And then, you know, there was another team out in Minnesota that was kind of like the number one uh, option for me. We did all the financial aid and uh all that stuff and was, you know, this, was, it, was this d3 or is this acha uh d3 okay. um and i, I guess you know, i'll get into that after but i was talking to the minnesota school and uh it was perfect perfect school um i thought for me it was a small uh private school you know big athletic school so i was like you know it's gonna be perfect did all everything for it uh after financial aid i saw it was gonna be forty three thousand a year and decided that was probably not going to work out. And uh, so I kind of like started looking at other options. Cause at that point um, I was looking at doing, you know, when I was previously playing in the NA three, I was doing some like part-time classes, trying to stay in school, try to keep the, the mind, I guess, in the school you know, yep. kind of mind. And, uh, and I started looking at, you know, some online programs to see, you know, I could have went back to Sweden and played. I knew some guys that were playing in uh, Division Three, so I started to look at that more seriously. How cheap, you know, it would be to do online, and then go also go into Division Three. You know, they can offer a little bit more than paying my way, like yeah. I did for the junior team. And uh, again, I, I don't know if I, I think I had a little bit of contact with agents, um, and I think it was you know they had offers like that more. I guess, reputable guys, still guys that are still, you know, agents today. Some of my teammates ended up having them as agents. And uh, I just decided, I looked at elite prospects, you know, what teams are taking in imports, sent them an email saying, here's me. Uh, they worked, <laughs> the, worked a year before. Let me do the same yeah, thing. Again. Yeah. And uh, so then I ended up, you know, I was looking at other teams and I saw fall tripping. They had, you know, they've been taking in imports for a couple of years. And I went to their website and they said they're looking for players and um, sent them an email. And, you know, I talked to this guy, Michael Blender there, and he, he's been ever, ever since that first email, he's been kind of my, my guy over there. So always, you know, whatever I ever needed, uh, always message him and, you know, I get it and I get it the next day. So he was kind of my saving grace over there for a while. And uh, so, yeah, we started talking you know, once you said, you know, a free apartment, we can get you food, you know, some equipment, all that I was like, sign me up. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back over right now. And uh, so I started going, I went back over there and you know, I loved it there. And obviously I stayed there for years. So it's, you know, that was a, a great time over there. Yeah. So you're, you've done one, two, three, four years in fall shipping. Now, yeah. <clears throat> for, for those who don't know, fall shipping is a little bit different geographically than Boden. Explain where fall shipping is in, in relation geographically. So it's a lot more down south. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's on, you know, I guess it's kind of in the middle of the country. It's, it's kind of hard to explain that. It's on the western kind of side. Um, by train, it's probably about an hour from Gothenburg. And um, it was actually a pretty good spot, I think, for, you know, traveling wise, because, you know, we had a quick direct train to uh to gothenburg but we also had a direct train to stockholm too it kind of passed through that train from gothenburg to stockholm passed through our town so i had a you know pretty easy access to uh 
to either of the big cities. So, it, but it was, it was, yeah, more on the Western side, kind of by, uh, by uh, Gothenburg for at least the big cities. Yeah. That people might know. Yeah. 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 No, it's definitely a little bit different than, than, uh, than, uh, than Buden. Oh, um, for sure. And <laughs> a pretty nice rink there in fall shipping part, yeah, part, was, year, part, part of the year. They shut it yeah. down in the summertime. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty nice rink. Um, I've been there by I, the way. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a nice rink. It's the the one gripe I have is how cold it is. Uh, it's probably the coldest rink I've ever skated in the middle of winter. At least it's probably the coldest rink I've ever been in. Uh, I guess it could work to our advantage sometimes with pe- people that aren't ready for that kind of coldness. We get to practice it in every day, <laughs> and uh, that's a the big talking point on the ice for a new team coming in or new players coming in is how cold it is. So, uh, but yeah, it's nice. I mean, I have nothing to complain about with that with the rink. Yeah. And then you've been up on the uh, on the big hill where the hang gliders. There, you know, it's pretty well known for hang gliders, biggest yeah. gliding uh, spot in the country. Yeah, I I didn't know that it was the biggest in the country. I know there's a lot of that, and I know there's a lot of the um, like the the plane guy. That's what you're talking about, is the like the plane gliders. Yeah, those yeah. are always going. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, it's not the hang gliders. It's it's the it's the actual airplane gliders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- yeah, they were flying all the time. Always saw them. That always made me nervous. Just watching that made me nervous. So that's not something I would would have done. Uh, but I guess to each their own. They, it was there was always something in the air. So it was it was cool to see, but yeah, not something I would really do myself. Yeah. So Division Three. Uh, talk a little bit about the level of play at division three and, and maybe for everybody to understand that you have the SHL, you have one level down is Allsvenskan, Then you have division one, division two, division three, and four, five, six, if, if different cities have them too. Level of play there compared to Buden J20. So I, I always say it kind of depends on, what team you're looking at, who you're playing against. Um, I think the top teams have a huge skill gap between the bottom teams. Uh, I'd say some of the top teams like this year, we played against uh, lid shipping and they ended up getting promoted to division two. I mean, that was probably one of the <laughs> best teams I've ever played against. Uh, just, I mean, they had some former, you know, Osvenskin, no, an SHL guy who got hurt. He's coming back. He's playing there, Division One guys, and you know, I guess that's what happens when you have a whole team on the payroll, unlike most other teams who are just kind of skating by with whatever you know they can get and offer guys. Um, how many? I, how many? I, uh, how many junior guys are on the team? I know. Uh, I think uh, Herman Linder's coming in. Played last year, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think this year was probably probably the most we had. It was. I mean, we had almost at the end probably a couple lines of junior guys. Uh, just one of my first couple of years there, there's probably, you know, three or four that would end up coming up to play with us during the games and practices when we needed them. Um, and I guess kind of as they got older, they kind of were on both teams like full time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was probably, you know, a quarter of the team, I'd say, was, you know, full time junior players. Um but, you know, they're good enough to play with us, so uh, we were happy to have them. Well, just so you know, I coached uh, Herman when he was a squirt here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a good guy. Good yeah, guy. Him, and, him and my son are the same age. And, uh, oh, nice. 
Yeah. So they lived in the U.S. for as an expat for a few years. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the connection there. But so that's we went to visit them in, in fall shipping and and um, nice, nice place for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so kind of wrapping things up here. What so what's uh, you're going back in the fall? So <laughs> it's actually funny. Uh, pretty breaking news, I guess. Uh, so I was going to be going back. Kevin Weeks uh, breaking news coming here. Yeah, so. right. Um, so one of the big issues is with going over to Sweden, as an American at least, it's a lot easier for Canadians to get over there. And it's been a lot more difficult for Americans to go over that aren't, you know, the full professional, uh, you know, full, you know, athlete work permit, all that stuff. We're always in this weird in-between, especially at this Division three level where, you know, we're getting stuff from the team but, you know, not necessarily this, you know, big salary. Yeah. And so that puts us in a weird spot where we, you know, we don't know which visa to apply for, when to apply for it and all that stuff. So my first two years going there, no issues whatsoever. Went there, applied, got it, which I guess, you know, you're supposed to apply for it before you come. It's a long process and a lot of traveling because, you know, if I was to do it at home for the, you know, the residence permit that I've been applying for, it's a, eight month wait and a travel to Washington DC for an interview. So basically what we've been kind of doing, you know, all the American guys, we kind of know each other and we talk to, you know, try to find the best ways to do it. And uh, so what we ended up doing was, you know, we get 90 free days there. So we go there, we wait till we're already in there. Then we apply for it and it was working, you know, no one said it, you know, was wrong until uh, a couple of years ago, it got denied and, I'm not exactly sure what the reasoning was. I think it was basically they wanted me to apply in the U.S. and it wouldn't be an issue. Um, but, you know, the timeline just doesn't work. That's what I try to explain to him. I was like, you know, I'm here for six months. But, you know, the wait time is, you know, eight to 12 months. It just doesn't really work out. She understood. And, uh, I mean, she said, you know, you got to apply in the U.S. So we tried it again. Um you know, last year got shut down, or I guess the previous year got shut down early because of COVID. So I didn't really need uh, the work permit. I spent my 90 days there, didn't have an issue, flew home, applied this year. And because I had a previous one be denied, um, it basically, I'm not allowed to apply for that same visa for four years, the same way I've been doing it. Um, and so that basically was an instant denial. So I had to Oh, I worked my way to stay a little extra longer than I, uh, I was probably allowed to. And, um, so the, so when I was talking to the migration this year, uh, when they basically said, I can't do it. Um, I was asking like, I mean, what could we do? I explained to her the whole situation. She understood. And, you know, she said that a work visa is really going to be the only way to stay there anything longer than, you know, three months, uh, unless I'm like strictly visiting, you know, a friend or family over there. And, um, so I found a team that was actually going to be moving teams because the, the work permit was kind of hard to find. And, um, so I had a team that was going to be offering, you know, the athlete permit, cause there's a way you can apply for it that, you know, you don't have to earn the full salary, like paid cash. They can use, you know, apartment fees, you know, equipment, food, and all that to kind of reach up to that salary level. And we had it and, uh, I actually just got a note from migration saying it got rejected for this year. Um, he's got some friends that are, I guess, in the migration. They're going to try to figure something out to maybe appeal it. But uh, 
for right now, it's not looking good and uh, probably staying at home for the the future. It's uh, kind of impossible for me to get back there, I think, for the, the season. Well, the uh, there's probably a beer league team that wants you bad. I'm sure I'm, they're I'm, working I'm, hard. Uh, I'm sure that there will be a, a list of teams that would be happy to have me play. Wow. Well, I, I appreciate kind of the, the journey. This You had a huge story. Even though you haven't gone to college, you've gotten a PhD in, in um, taking, the, taking the chance, um, learning how to roll with the punches, and the tuition that you've paid has gotten you a lot bigger payoff than most of your friends that have grinded in history 101 or right, right, English yeah. for beginners. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny too. And uh, I actually, I have been, I've been doing online schooling over there. So uh, like, well, when I'm over there and over the summer, I, I do classes online when I'm there. So it's, uh, I'm actually scheduled to be graduating in December. So it's a little bit easier to bite the bullet to not go back. Uh, I'll have the degree hopefully in, in December. So I'll at least be able to, I'll get something out of it at least for, wow. for rejected. Wow. So what, what, uh, where, where's your degree going to be from? Uh, Southern New Hampshire university. Okay. And your so, major, uh, finance. Wow. Yeah. So hopefully maybe in the future I can uh, work my way into the finance industry over in Sweden, but, uh, for right now we're just gonna, you know, go with the flow and, <laughs> Can't you may be happens. you may be blacklisted for four years. Yeah, that's what I'm scared of. Yeah, I don't know if they got me on some uh, some naughty list, but they don't <laughs> want me over there. <laughs> wow. Well, Ian, it's been a pleasure. And um, if you're ever down here in North Carolina, come look us up, and um, we'll be going to Fallen here in uh, July in four weeks. And, uh, well, my house is in Lexon, but we'll we'll. Um, We'll be spending some time in Fallen. Uh, my son will be playing there and um, in, in J18 level there. Oh, nice. Nice. So we're dropping him off and then uh, and then uh, heading back here and letting him. Letting him uh, enjoy letting, the time over there. Hopefully yeah. he won't have as, as volatile of a journey that you've had. Yeah, uh, I'm, hoping, uh, I'm hoping that everyone has a lot easier of a process than I did. It was, uh, hasn't been the smoothest journey, but been a good experience i think yeah well you can help other people about you know this is this is how you network this is how you do it exactly exactly all right well we're gonna wrap it up and uh, appreciate the time we'll stay in touch mike yeah perfect thank you very much for having me appreciate it thanks see you bye bye